You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. So let's pray. Lord, thanks for tonight. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. And I just pray, uh, even now, Lord, that you would speak to us through your word. And uh, we ask, Lord, that you would breathe life into um, this part of our gathering together. And Lord, that you would just enlighten us to the things that, that, to the areas, to the things that you want to speak to us about tonight. We want to grow in our relationship with you. And so we just ask that you would, yeah, speak truth to us this evening. And uh, so we just, yeah, we open our hearts up to you tonight to receive um, from you in Jesus' name. Amen. So yeah, Second Peter 1, 3 to 11, we're titling, uh, the message, and actually for the message for the next little while, everything we need. So here we go. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through, the, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brother, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lots of stuff in there, and as I said just a second ago, um, for the next little bit, we're going to settle into this passage of Scripture. And, and so last, last week, Chris started us out by giving us some background and some context, and then uh, he shared the first of the seven words that we're, that we're to add to our faith. He, we learned that in Christ, as followers of Jesus, we have been given everything for life. We have been given everything for life. He has made it possible that we have access to all things, that in Christ we lack nothing. That is good news, that in Christ we lack nothing. In, in so many ways, I see this as, as God's grace at its best, that we lack nothing. His grace, that we're getting what we don't deserve we're receiving unmerited, unearned favor. And that is always good news to me, that, that his grace, um, you know, getting what we don't deserve is, is just a, this free gift to us. Romans 8, 11 says, The same spirit that, cra- that, that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. I mean, that is such a powerful truth. And all of this he has given to us freely by faith. We don't deserve this, and yet this is the awesome God we serve. 
you know, when I read just before we get to that list of words, it's like we have everything we need. And I just think how I don't deserve this, but it's this gift of faith that he, that he gives us to us. It's mind boggling. It's hard to believe at times. And yet this is God's truth for us. This is the foundation. This is what you and I are privy to. And then the writer says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. In light of what you have freely received, add these things to your faith. Not, not because he wanted to load us down with this exhaustive list, so to speak, but because he wants us to grow spiritually. Peter in this passage wants us to be spiritually victorious. He wants us to live these fruitful lives. So he says, add to your faith these things because this is how you're going to live a victorious spiritual life. This is how you are going to be fruitful in your life. And so last week, you know, Chris shared some of these things with us and then he talked to us about, um, about goodness. And the whole idea behind this is that goodness starts by giving ourselves to God, making every effort to give every ourselves to God and his ways. And in that, we begin to live and discover God's goodness. God doesn't possess us or force us to, to live his goodness, but, we, but he, he welcomes us and we welcome him to transform our minds to transform our hearts. We welcome that. And it's this, it's this work of grace that, that, that is from the inside and works its way out. God doesn't say, get your act together and then come to me, but simply you belong. I love that truth that, that we don't have to dot our I's and cross the T's, but he just says, come to me, you belong. First and foremost, you belong. And then, and then he begins to work in our lives. We are renewed by bringing God in. And the outflow of that is goodness, moral excellence, the attributes of who God is. That's his goodness. The next attribute that Peter speaks to us about is, uh, or what we're to be adding to our faith, is this idea of knowledge. And, you know, the reality is that in knowledge in our culture is, is held in a very high regard. Growing up for me, um, knowledge was something that I did not have a high regard for. Um, I shared at the weekend away very, very, uh, you know, a few, week, a few weeks ago about my um, challenges in science and uh I guess in some ways, I, I was more interested in the hands-on side of things and less about the theory and the practical thing, or less about the theory and the information and the facts. And uh, so as I, as I shared a few weeks ago, I, in class, when we were, say, maybe dissecting something or maybe playing with the Bunsen burners or, you know, lighting something on fire or doing something that was interesting, that was something that I was really, I really enjoyed that sort of thing because it was the real practical side of things. But as soon as it came to this, the side of just like the theory, I really had a hard time engaging in that. And, uh, and as I, as I shared before, I, I just really didn't 
um, do well when it came to tests. So, so much so that one of my last tests that I had to write, I decided to use a coin and uh, it was a multiple choice test. And so during that test, I simply, it was either A, B, C, or D. And so uh, if it was A and C, or I'd flip a coin, heads was A and C and tails was B and D. And that's how I broke it down. And that's how I wrote my test, the entire one. I just used a coin. And at the end of the, t at the, end of the test, I just hoped that things went well and they didn't. That people have said in the past that if you just kind of wing it like that, sometimes it works out. But for me, it didn't work out. I still got a 35% grade in that particular class, and uh, it wasn't very good. So knowledge for me, when it came to theory, info, and facts, uh, it just was not a good thing for me. I guess you could say I was less concerned about gaining or, or retaining information and facts and more in tune with the practical hands-on approach. And I guess, you know, it's not that knowledge is a bad thing. It's a good thing as believers to get to know God's word, memorize it. It's important for us to, to read and, and know God's word. But this word knowledge is less about facts and more about knowing Christ. The word knowledge is a deep, intimate understanding of Jesus. That's what we're looking at here. It's this idea of not just knowing info about him, but experiencing him, being familiar with him and his ways. That's what we're digging into tonight. Not about information and facts, but about really knowing him in our hearts. So if I was to say that I know a very famous person, you can just, whoever you think is famous in your mind, you can just kind of put that person in there because I was asked by his booking agent to pick him up at the airport. But this was the first and last time I ever had contact with him other than checking out what social media and the newspaper says about him. You would say, I don't know him. I only know about him, right? You just, because lots of people say, I know somebody, but really they don't really know them. They just know about them because they've heard about them or they've, um, they've just read up about him, them, but they don't really know them. But if I was to say that, that I know my wife, we have been doing life together for 15 years. We have children together. We holiday together. We make decisions together. We share bank accounts. We, you know, what's hers is mine and what's mine is hers. And, you know, there's this, we're, we're doing life together, you would say that this is different than how I know this famous person. I know facts about and information about this person, but I am familiar with, I have this intimate knowledge of my wife and I want to continue. I want to continue to grow in my relationship with her. It's very clear that there would be a distinction between how I know this famous person and I, how I know my wife. This is, the, this is a big difference. Jesus modeled for us not a life of knowing facts about his father, but what life can look like in a relationship that's personal and intimate. That's what Jesus modeled for us. It wasn't just facts and information that he knew about his father, but he, he, he modeled to us this, this relationship that was personal and intimate. Paul said in, in Philippians 3.10, I want to know Christ and the power of, 
of his resurrection. And the reality in this scripture is that Paul said this right after he mentioned a whole bunch of information. And the reality is that that stuff didn't cut it. It's he, he had all this information and it was, some of it was really great information. And he, he had, had, had different encounters with the Lord, but he wanted to continue to know God. He wanted to go to new places with the Lord. He knew, he knew God and yet, and yet he, he wasn't content with staying in that place. He wanted to continue to grow and get to know him even more. Gain, this didn't mean that, that gaining information about God wasn't good. It just meant that for him, and I believe for all of us, there is a longing to live in a place of intimacy and experience with Jesus. I think to personally know and continually grow in him, because this is where true living comes from. And when Paul says, I want to know Christ, and specifically this whole idea of his power, the power of his resurrection, he is saying, I want to experience renewal in life. He wants to continually be renewed daily by being with the Father. Information about God may impact your mind, but when, you, when your heart encounters God, life takes on a whole new meaning. As we begin to really know God, Christ, as we grow in this personal relationship, we begin to blend into his likeness. I believe Paul begin, began to really blend into this likeness of Jesus because he wanted to daily be renewed and he wanted to daily get to know him more and more. And, and this likeness that he began to blend into was he began to think like him. He began to act like him. He began to respond like him. He began to feel like him. He began to move how how God was moved. When when you get to this, when you when you work towards making every effort to just get to know Jesus more, you begin to look a lot more like Him. You know, sometimes Kyle and I, um, I mean, this theory somewhat breaks down, but sometimes because we hang out together, because we do life together, sometimes we'll show up at church or we'll show up at some sort of event and we'll kind of look the same. Right. It, last week that happened. And it's, it, you know, you just over time, because you're spending time with each other, you just sort of take on this sort of likeness a little bit of each other. You have these sort of the same taste, the same whatever it might be. And uh, and sometimes if we figure it out beforehand, somebody will probably change and go, we don't want that. So this is where the, the theory sort of breaks down. With Christ, we want to be looking like him. When it's like your spouse, you sometimes go, well, it's really neat that we think alike and act alike and dress alike, but <laughs> this isn't going to work for too long. And we, wanna, we don't want that to happen. But with Christ, we want that to be happening. We want to be moved how he has moved. And so when we begin to really know him in that intimate way, we begin to live as Christ, Christ lived. The Apostle Paul was not concerned, uh, was not content with information about God, but wanted to experience and grow daily in his relationship with him. And I, I know in my own life, I've, I've come to that place where if Christianity was all about information and facts, which again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. We need to read the word. We need to, we need to hear what God is saying to us. Um, it's good to memorize the word. It's a discipline to, to read the word and, and to 
meditate on the word and all of these things are are important but i i've discovered for myself if it was just about information and facts first of all i'd fail because because i'm not that bright when it comes to some of those things as i talked about my story in science um but it's more about experiencing the father and experience experiencing his love and his goodness and uh and he he invites us into this this uh this relationship he invites us into knowing him as he knows as he knows us i think he knows every intricate detail about us and i think when we begin to really have that intimate relationship with him we begin to know him maybe not on the same scale of course as that he knows us but we begin to know him in his ways the next passage of scripture that we'll look at now is uh in Ephesians Ephesians 3:16 to 19 and I just ended with this this thing about love and uh this is a great passage about God's love for us it says I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in the inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide how long how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God so there's this this there's this personal knowing that we just spoke about Paul wanted to go much deeper with the lord regularly and growing so there's this personal knowing and growing in relationship with god that's deeper than the realm of simply embracing facts and information and then weave through this personal knowing is this incredible reality of his unconditional love for us and yet again it goes it goes deeper than simply knowing something intellectually this love that christ has for us it surpasses knowledge it's in in many ways it's incomprehensible this love that he has for us it's not something that can be figured out it's not something that you can put into a formula and go this is how i know god loves me because of this formula it's in it's incomprehensible it surpasses knowledge it's a little bit like like having someone really close really dear or close to you and i think in my case with my kids my love for my kids surpasses knowledge you know it, it doesn't really make it doesn't really make sense when it doesn't really make sense to love a kid as soon as it's born it's like the baby is born and all of a sudden as a parent you just immediately love this baby but as a parent you just you just do you're overwhelmed by this gift you have received and so the other night um i was putting eden to bed and i i said something to eden and she smiled because in that moment she was reminded of my love for her she without a doubt in a, in the context of of the day she had knew beyond what made sense my love for her that day was a challenging day but yet she knew at the end of the day it it didn't make sense how much 
we really loved her and walked through her with that with her. God's love for us doesn't make sense. It surpasses knowledge. And the reality is that no matter what you have or haven't done, he longs for you to invite him into your everyday life so that he can continue to reveal how big his love for you is. And I, I know for me personally, I've got to that place where I get past trying to figure out his love for us so that I can just simply grow in the love that he has for me. When we try and figure it out, when we try and, and, and just put a whole bunch of effort into it, so to speak, it's like it just gets more challenging. But when we just, just accept and receive that love, it can just be an amazing, beautiful thing. God's desire for us is that we would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And if God is love, then he wants us to experience in full measure his love, a love that surpasses knowledge. This fullness that he has for us is, yes, for us, because he wants us to, he wants to have this personal, um, he wants us to personally know his love. But it's also so that we can love others how he loves us. And the reality I have found is that our capacity to receive love, his love, has a direct impact on how we will love. So the capacity that we receive his love has a direct impact on how we can love other people. So as the Holy Spirit, um, so ask the Holy Spirit and make every effort to grow in the, in the love of God that he has for us because the, the amount, the, how we are able to receive his love is how we will be able to give his love away. I shared the story of Eden as I, I had this, in a sense, this perfect love for her. And yet what I said to her that, that other night was, was that, I, that I have this deeper love, deeper care and concern for her than I did than I ever have before. It's like my love for her is growing. And I know maybe as a parent, that's maybe not the right thing to say because you're just meant to love your kids no matter what, but I'm not perfect and there's moments where I don't particularly love my kids and they drive me crazy. But, but I've, I've, I've just began to see how my love has, is growing for her. And, uh, and I just really think that that as I grow in my understanding of God's love for me, I will be able to love my family and others with greater capacity. It's like when we receive his love, when we, when we, when we sort of, um, sur- you know, yeah, just surpass, not allow us to get restricted and just trying to know his love, but just, just really receiving his love and positioning ourselves to receive his love. That love that he pours out to us, we will then see how, how much he loves us and then we'll be able to love others in a greater capacity. The, the last thought I have for us tonight is from John 10, 14. It says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And this, this speaks of knowing the voice of the Lord. Jesus is the good shepherd, and we are his followers. 
um, we're his followers, or his, um, as followers, we're we're his, his sheep. Today we're we're bombarded with so many different messages, all sorts of messages. But when we make every effort to know his voice, when we have personal, intimate relationship with the Father, and are regularly experiencing and growing in his love, we will not only know in our mind, but primarily in our hearts, his leading. And the sheep in a pasture know, know their shepherd's voice because, regular, because of regular connection, because they have learned the voice of the shepherd. And if they, they know that voice, and if there's any other voice, they, they won't follow because they know that that is not the voice of their shepherd. And so they'll just kind of continue doing what they're doing. They'll ignore what's going on. And God's desire for us is that we would make relationship with him a priority over, over everything. Knowledge is more than information and facts, but it's about intimacy. And tonight, that's really what I want us to take away from this whole idea that when we're, what we're to be adding to our faith is not this knowledge that is all about information and facts, but it's that we would go deeper in our walk with the Lord. That we would that we would desire this this personal intimate relationship with Him. That we would allow His love to flood our lives. That we would pursue that love. That we would make every effort to grow in that love that He has for us. That we would that we would desire above all things to hear the voice of the Lord. That we would not allow ourselves to get sidetracked from other things, other voices, other noises that are out there. But that we would be in tune with the voice of the Lord. And that truly does start when we just regularly, daily come to him and say, I want to grow in this this walk with you. I don't want to just know more information and facts, but I want to go deeper in my relationship with you. I want to I want to know your love. I want to know your voice. I want to know your leading. You know, this last little this last little part is like with what Peter says here is that for this very reason, add to your faith an increasing measure, I believe, of intimacy. That's truly what God wants, is that we would add to our faith, not this, You maybe take that word knowledge out of there and go add to it intimacy. He wants to know us in a, or he's calling us to know him in a greater way, in a greater level of intimacy. So keep getting to know Jesus daily and daily turn to him and this will keep you from being ineffective and productive and unproductive. If I could just call Tom and, the, and uh, Chris to come up. It's going to end our service with a song tonight. And, uh, and as I've been saying, my, my heart for us tonight is that is truly that we would that we would grow in this knowledge, but that we would, but we would understand it to be not again information and facts, but it would be this this knowledge of of just growing in an, this intimate walk with Him. That we would know His love for us. That we would know this uh, the the leading of the Spirit of God, and that truly comes when we make every effort. We we recognize our position in the Lord. We know where we stand. We know that He has given us everything, and now He says, "Make every effort." to grow in the ways that I have for you. Don't just coast. Don't just settle. Don't get 
content with where you think you are in the Lord, but continue to grow in that relationship with him. Continue to to move in, in new places that he has for you. That's that's his heart for us tonight. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to, to feel like maybe you've arrived or maybe you've got to that place where it, it's good enough. And, uh, and truly my prayer for you is that, for me, is that I wouldn't be in that place, but that I would daily just sort of turn to him and go, what new things do you have in store for me today? That my, you know, as I would want my relationship with my wife and my relationship with my kids to go deeper, that I would also, you know, be in that same place where I would want my relationship with the Lord to go deeper, where, where I, I would position myself to, to really know his love even more, um, that I would experience it in full measure. And, uh, and that I would know his voice. So let's, why don't we just stand tonight? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.